Okay, folks, welcome to this uh, weekly Five Property Update. Uh, this is the Five Property Market from the 23rd of October to the 29th of October yesterday. This is looking across the whole of the Five Property Market and giving me an assessment. And what I see is the facts um, and based on the information I've been given in order to extrapolate and forecast exactly where the Five Property Market is going to be in the next couple of months and also possibly into next year as well. No surprise that Lloyds Bank came out this week and said they reckon property prices will drop by 8% next year. Uh, and stagnate for the next two or three years after. That means stay level. In other words, stay where it is, not actually increase, not actually decrease either. Uh, other banks are actually forecasting an increase, which is a, quite a country, quite a statement at uh, opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, but um, we reckon possibly uh, house prices will drop between four and 8% uh, next year and then potentially it start to increase a wee bit the year after and the year after and came, seem uh, quite steady. Now, what I would say to you is if you've only got one house, it is all relevant and it's all the same uh, because if property prices drop even by 8% next year and you've been in a house for possibly the last 10 years where property prices have gone up about 50%, an 8% drop in the last, uh, since if you've been in since the last 10 years, next year will not make any difference. Um, the house, the price of the house that you'll be buying as well will be 8% as well. So it will be neither here nor there. Um, if you're waiting for that 8% drop and you're a first time buyer, potentially you're probably renting where you are just now. So the price of renting and waiting for the drop will probably cost you a lot more money as well. And by the way, you don't actually know if the market's going to drop anyway and what happens if it increases. So the price of your first time buyer, if you're in rented accommodation just now, or if anybody's in rented accommodation just now, waiting for a drop next year of 8%, it potentially might be less beneficial for you. And it actually probably is more importantly, better for you to buy right now if the right house comes up. So don't wait. Keep going. It's, 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 it's a false economy when you think about it. If you've got a property investment and you've got a second home or anything like that, potentially there's a lot of legislation coming through for second home owners. Uh, landlords and investors, there's all the legislations through already. Um, and and you know, we're gonna we're gonna ride the wave, I suppose. It's been here before. We've done it all before. I've been through the last 30 years, possibly three or four recessions as a landlord and investor, and it makes no difference if you're not selling and you're continuing to rent. Okay, let's get down to the nitty-gritty of the five property market and tell you all about what's happening. Um, let's talk about properties uh, potentially coming to market. Um, let me have a quick look and see where we are right now. Okay, properties actually sold this week. Uh, yeah, let's talk about what's sold this week. Let me get my, I'm just looking at my script just now. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, this is actually scripted. Yep. Um, let's look at the properties coming to market um, and the properties actually sold. Now, I'll tell you right now, this is the first time since the beginning of the year, I have seen less than 100 properties sold in the week. Is it because we're going into a quieter period of the year and most people are actually waiting until next year? Well, only next week will tell. However, you see the number of properties coming on, uh, three, uh, 138 properties actually coming on against 98 properties sold. As again, oversupply, we are now in the market where we've got uh, right across the five market over 900 properties available for buying. 
um, uh, on the market right now. Uh, that is a lot more. That's about 60% more than what actually was six months ago. So there's a huge oversupply right now, again, affecting the market. Stabilizing prices more than likely, instead of the 14 and 15 and 20 and 30% that we were getting last year, that's all built in now. Now we're seeing returns of maybe about 8%, 7% over the home report value on average. I don't know if any other estate agents getting that because last year when we said we were getting 14 on average, everybody else was getting eight. So if it was the same like, like, like for like, most estate agents are probably just getting um, a wee bit over the home report value, if not the home report value itself. Uh, but I've managed to buy another house um, uh, just last week at uh, 14,000 below um, the home report value as a property investment. So what does that tell you uh, where prices are right now? So if you're going to do something, you're better probably doing it now and it will take a wee bit longer because there's 900 properties on the market and you'll then take about eight weeks on average to sell. It gives you plenty time though. This is the key here. A lot of people say, if I put my house in the market, I'll have nowhere else to go. Wait a minute, you've probably got to two months before you actually sell the house and you've got another three months for the conveyancing to get across the line, the legal part. So effectively, you put your house on right now, it'll be five months before you get over the line, more than likely. You've got Christmas as well, which is another month, which is most people put their party hats on and slow down in terms of what they're doing and they run up to Christmas. So then that could equal out to about six months from now. So six months from now will take you into November, December, January, February, March, April, possibly the end of April next year. On average, if you put your house on the market right now and on average, get the house sold and on average, get it across the line with a solicitor. Uh, for some people, it could be a lot quicker. Um, the house I'm buying right now, I basically agreed to buy it last week and I'm concluding it on the 18th of November. That's how quick you can do it if you're motivated and you're in the position to do that. Um, so that gives you a good insight into where we are in terms of the property market. So my advice to everybody right now is hold on, be patient and stop getting stressed out. That's my advice right now. There's so many people thinking of all the different scenarios of where it all could go wrong for them when there's only one thing that could happen is your house will eventually sell and you'll find your next house or you'll find your next house your house will eventually sell and you'll move into your next house because that's what always happens more than likely in the majority of cases that's what always happens but we do so much stressing about all the things that could go wrong all the things that might not happen all the things that are against our expectations why is my house not sold in three weeks why is my house no sold in three days? All these things that rush through your brain and keep you awake at night and stress you out every single time. That's not what you're meant to be doing. You're a state agency to take that pressure off you and do that job for you. So just take it easy, let the good times roll and go on with it right now. That's the key here. Stress-free selling. You don't need to stress. If you've not got a house to go to next, because you've just put your house in the market and you're thinking you can get someone else to agree to a flexible entry date. So when you do find your next house, you'll be ready to move into that one. You'll be ready in a position to make an offer on that one as well. Um, and that's the case, right? Look at, look at it this way. You put your house on the market. It doesn't sell in the particular time that you expect. Therefore, you've not put yourself under pressure by committing to another house just now. You put your house in the market, you do find a buyer for your house. You've not found your ideal house yet. And you tell the, the buyer that they'll have to wait 
but your estate agent will have done that already because more than likely that'll be the story so you'll have to wait you realize you'll have to wait to get this house most people will say yeah that's fine i kind of expected that anyway or i'm about to have a house to sell so that'll give me time to do that as well great stuff will all fall in line in that particular timeline and it will take a wee bit longer than expected and it won't just hop and happen overnight if somebody came along and said to you i need that house in four weeks you just say forget it i'll wait on the next person buying it it's as easy as that because at that situation if you're not in the market nothing will happen anyway so my advice is take the advice from your estate agent listen to your estate agent let them do their job let them take the stress away from you and don't get bent out of shape about it anyway let's talk about what's on the market let's go back to these numbers uh, you can see for yourself right across the board here uh, cooper really buoyant market six come on six sold east nook three come on three sold st andrews 21 come on one sold in st andrews that's because a lot of new build have come on with a, a, a particular estate agent that's factored into that figure there was 12 of them there so essentially it was nine versus one uh, leave mouth 15 versus nine uh, dunfermline 62 versus 46 glenothis 11 versus five Kirkcaldy. 20 versus 19 Kirkcaldy's even statement that's pretty good overall as you see there are the numbers uh, okay let's move on and talk about what was sold uh, now the reason to talk about what's sold is so you understand what the price of these types of houses are going for right now in this marketplace if you've got a house like this or an apartment like this or a flat like this then you'll know that's where yours is roughly valued probably over it because we are getting over every single time uh, anyway, we'll look at uh, Kirtland Road. This is 9 Kirtland Road in Methyl. This is sold, three-bedroom detached house, uh, and this was on offers over 130000 and this is now sold. Pretty good house for that price point, three-bedroom detached. Uh, Peter Howling, place and answer, that's sold. That's a three-bedroom, semi-detached house, um, and that was listed at offers over 230000 uh, Banky now in... Avenue in Tapor that was sold in two weeks. Uh, one other person missed out on this was a three-bedroom semi-detached house, and that was on it offers over a hundred and seventy thousand. And the cribs in St. Monin's, no surprise there, away in one day, possibly for a record price. Um, away in one day, four-bedroom in terraced house, and it is gone. The harbour is, by the way, just down the bottom of that wind, that paint. That is the harbour in the Fife Coastal Path. Had to get the five coastal path in there somewhere. <laughs> it's almost every time I bump into somebody, I keep saying, Are you going to mention the five coastal path? Of course I am. Um, okay, that was on it offers over 450,000, the cribs in St. Monin's. Uh, it was sold in one day, four bedroom and terraced house, good popular location. People still want uh, places like that. Uh, let me quickly jump on to other stories of the week here. Uh, um, we'll talk about. Um, We'll talk about what's coming soon in a minute. I'll just quickly cover uh, a couple of things. Uh, we did rental recovery yesterday, our show. It is in the post, the podcast, the video, and the article itself. And it's about what you can do when your tenant pays the, late, the rent late or leaves with arrears. Now, it's not about coming down your, your tenant like a ton of bricks and jumping on them straight away. It's about alleviating the situation and helping your tenant as much as possible. It's a win-win situation, how to create that as well between you and your tenant to make sure they stay in their property and make sure the rent is on time or is up to date or is a, a, a in place in order to make a payment plan so the rent is always there without putting your tenant under pressure. That's what that show is all about and that podcast is all about as well. So... 
if you're a landlord or investor, please watch that. It's really, really important. The other one was uh, the Fife property market about granny annexes and will that be the saviour of the Fife property market because there is complete undersupply of housing in certain areas of Fife. Is the traditional old style granny annex going to be making a comeback? We talk about that, Perry, Jimmy and myself in the midweek show and how that could be the case right now. Uh, it was quite interesting statistics for the granny annex um, as a quickly briefly go through my, my notes here uh, there's been a drop of 23 percent of properties priced up to 200,000 on the market in the uk in the last 12 months yet an increase of 13 percent of properties priced between 500,000 to a million that means um a lot more people are actually buying uh, the below value properties and um, below 200,000 not a surprise and uh, of the 100, this is actually quite an interesting one, of the 174,000 properties built in 2019, only 2,384 were bungalows. That's in the whole of the UK. That is crazy. Um, so 2,300, about 2,400 properties were actually bungalows, about 174,000 properties. There's a complete lack of supply of bungalows, which elderly people need to downsize to, to release the bigger houses that they want to move out of, continue to stay in the area, but in a smaller house, which accommodates their needs and actually allows a family um, to upgrade to a bigger property, which they'll need, and then allows a first-time buyer or somebody that's wanting a you know, a, 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 a family is growing to move into their house as well and allow a first-time buyer on the market. It's this natural cycle of the property market. And because we're not building bungalows as much as we should uh, to accommodate uh, the, the downsizers, it is freezing up the market. It's, it's causing a stalemate and actually, actually being in, in difficult situation. So we talk about that and how we can alleviate that problem and how you can lobby your local MSP or your local MP in order to get them to possibly start thinking about maybe we should be putting planning restrictions in to say if you're building a, a planning, maybe a hundred houses, you've got to have a certain amount of them being bungalows and it's an insistence or you don't get planning permission. Just like we do for social housing, we should really be doing that for bungalows as well. We'll talk about that in that show. That's quite a good one to actually plug into. Um, so podcast is on there, the show's on there and the article's on there as well. Uh, good news mortgage update with Neil Bird. Mortgages are coming down despite the, what you're told on the television and in the media. Mortgages are actually coming down and fixed rate mortgages are coming down as well. I got that link in the here for the podcast and the show with Neil Bird from Cara Mortgages. We talked about that midweek, about where the position are with mortgages, how you can get a better mortgage, what you should be doing if your mortgage is coming up for renewal right now, and what you should be doing if your mortgage is coming up for renewal even next year. And also, you should be speaking to your bank as, now, as well right now or your building site and make sure that possibly you might be able to switch your mortgage to a better rate right now, even though you're still in the in, in the redemption period where you'll get penalties and um, they possibly might allow you to do that without any penalty at all because they're keeping a customer they're keeping your business and they're keeping you loyal as well so that's a really good show to watch as well if you're coming to the end of your mortgage neil Burke talks about that in that show uh, let's talk about what's coming soon okay uh, Taylor Street Methyl, a two-bedroom upper maisonette is coming onto the market soon. Dury Street and Leaven, a five-bedroom detached cottage. Uh, Hayfield Road, Kirkcaldy, a four-bedroom terraced house. Uh, Kelsey House in Uchtermachty, a two-bedroom upper apartment. 
uh, and that's what's coming on soon. So watch out for these properties. Let's talk about what's completed, and I'll talk about the Wealth Creation Show in a minute. If you are suffering from the cost of living crisis, you want to hang on for the Wealth Creation Show I'm going to talk about and talk about why you should be listening to that Wealth Creation Show tomorrow. But let's talk about what's overlined and completed. In other words, keys handed over to the client. They're ready. They're moving in. Now you get to know the prices and how much over the home report they went for for particular properties. Victoria Road and London Links, a three-bedroom, semi-detached house, sold in one week for 11% over the home report value. It represented £40,000 more. It got £390,000 for that property. Uh, two other people missed out in Victoria Road and London Links. If you have got a property in that area or these traditional Victorian-style properties, suggest you get in touch with us now if you're looking to move as we have people waiting for these types of properties riverside way and leaving three bedroom seven detached house closed it uh, sold at closing date uh, for eight percent over the home report value see about eight percent now and um, it represented sixteen thousand pound more and uh, two other people missed out on that one as well so you've got riverside way and leaving you've got a three bedroom or a two bedroom or a four bedroom detached or semi-detached house we are or one of the apartments two bedroom apartments we would like to hear from you if you're thinking about selling because now is the time to get a good price for that property high street newborough four bedroom apartment sold in one week at the time for 16 percent over the home report value. It represented another 20,000 pounds over the home report value for that type of property. It's over 140,000. Three other people missed out. You see the pattern here. One person missed out, two people missed out, three people missed out. There's still people missing out on certain types of properties in certain areas. And the ones I've just talked about is the areas we're looking for. Uh, people are still looking. Cordell and Church Road and Leaving, five-bedroom detached house, sold for 7% of the home report value. It represented 22000 more, and it went for 322000 uh, Commercial Road and Ladybank, three-bedroom detached house, sold in two weeks for 11% over the home report value. That represented £25,500 extra for the owner. Uh, so they can buy their next property or potentially use that for refurb on the next property as well. Uh, so that represented, as I said, sold in two weeks, Commercial Road and Ladybank. Windmill Court, the final one it was sold and keys handed over this week. And Cellar Dyke, four-bedroom detached bungalow. Um, incidentally, <laughs> I think another agent had three attempts at selling this property. And we actually sold it um, for 10% over the home report value at a higher price. Um, so we sold it for £30,000 more than the home report value, 10% over, uh, four-bedroom detached bungalow, windmill coat and cellar dyke. If you've got a property like that in the cellar dyke area, we want to hear from you. People are out there looking to buy these properties. Finally, uh, instant valuation tools on there as usual. Let me talk about the Wealth Creation Show tomorrow, and I'll show you this. No, I'm not an egotistical person. <laughs> uh, this was actually taken um and the for the sunday times the sunday times did an article on me uh several years ago about buy to let and about property investment and they wanted a picture outside uh, this is actually 118 taylor street i still have this property today um, and they wanted a picture and why i was doing this now our boys are like 20 21 and uh, 23 just now and tony my daughter she's 28 just now uh, 29 actually now um so 
Um, they wanted a picture at the time just to talk about Bagdalet and about all the rest of it. But this is what I'm going to base my wealth creation show on tomorrow. I'm going to go down right to the basics of how I managed to do what I did in the short period of time and retired 17 years ago at 38 years old, never to work a day in my life ever again if I chose to. And I still have that option to do today. Hence the reason why I do a lot of things, which I just love doing for the love of it. Um, but this is what the Wealth Creation Show is all about tomorrow. So where did it all start for me? And where can you start to build wealth? Uh, not only for you, but for your family, your wider community. It's easier than you think and really starts with good, with creating good habits and taking advantage of some simple everyday opportunities that you know, but just don't see it. This is so straightforward. There's huge amount of opportunity out there, but you don't know what you don't know, and you're not primed to see it. And often it just passes before your eyes, and you actually don't realize that opportunity is right in front of you. So this is what I'm going to talk about, and myself and Richard, about my own personal experience, about some of the broad, the, the fundamental basics of where I was able to save money, more importantly, save money, and actually to invest money then, because the money I saved is the money I invested, and then that money compounded over time and, and, and made that. So effort multiplied by time, divided by the return you want, will equal your wealth. Effort multiplied by time, divided by the return you need, will equal your wealth in the years to come. That's what I'm going to talk about tomorrow. So I will be talking in the Wealth Creation Show about how to build that, how to do all these things and how to. So it's 10 tips to build wealth uh, from, from for all the time. This is timeless content we talk about. The reason it's timeless content so anybody can watch it any point in time, even my children later on, because sometimes their point of readiness is in a different uh, way. They don't want to think about that just now. But that content will be for them, will be there for them when they need it. You have that golden advantage to take it, golden opportunity to take advantage of that right now because I put that in public domain and put that in public information for anybody else to listen to the podcast and actually watch the show as well. So we're going to be talking about things like reducing your debts and how to do that, tracking your spending, how to do that, planning your goals and how to achieve them, using your tax allowances, starting new habits, topping up your pension. Folk do they think about pensions, but I tell you what. Pensions will be non-existent by the time anybody under possibly 30 retires or maybe 20 retires. If you're 20 right now, you will have no pension except that company pension. And I tell you what, it will still be less than less money than you can afford to live on because the government pension will have disappeared by then. They won't be able to afford that. That money will be taken for something else. So that's why they're plowing, they're making employers and making you invest in your pension right now so they can walk away from their liability completely in the years to come. Once each, once all that, once our generation, my generation disappears, the next generation won't have the, the, the uh, government pensions anymore. It will be employer pensions. You will be providing it for yourself. Everybody else will be in the same income. So the whole standard of living will be moved to the, a different level to suit that income. Therefore, guess what? You'll just be the same as everybody else. Oh, that's where I am right now. Do you like where you are right now? Possibly not. You maybe want to be a bit better off. You maybe want to have a bit better in your retirement. You're not thinking about it in your 20s because I never thought about it either. But it's really important to plan that for that for that now. Even my boys have pensions now. 
personal private pensions as well as their company pensions to make sure and they put money aside religiously every single month just a small amount but it compounds in wealth over time uh, so we're going to be talking about that we're going to be talking about stick it out we're going to be talking about broadening your investments we're going to be talking about keeping your emotions in check as well and reinvesting the dividends and returns that you get and how that can compound over time if we do have time i'll show you some examples of what i've just bought recently and how much i've bought them for and what i'm going to do to them and what returns i'm going to get on them as well and that's it guys hopefully you've enjoyed the show uh, if you've got any questions later on please feel free to ask and until tomorrow at 12 30 for the wealth creation show i'll see you then bye bye for now